Mr. Ted Emmerich. Ted, good afternoon. How are you, buddy? Hey, Tom. How's it going? Good. We are, uh, we're excited about uh, this weekend and this championship game. And Ted, how many, how many football games have you worked in May? <laughs> this will be a first, Tom. What do you think? <laughs> it's, uh, it's the perfect capper, right, for what is the uh, strangest season we have ever had. It's, I mean, such a bonus, right? We're, I mean, a few weeks out from Memorial Day, and we have a football game on a Sunday, no less, a college football game, and we're deciding a national champion. It makes no sense, but I am absolutely here for it. You know, we've uh, we've kind of just adopted Sam Houston here at the radio station, and, and Coach Keeler has just been phenomenal. In in your preparation for this game, uh, just talk a little bit about Sam on, on on at first here, and and just what they've had to go through to get to this title game. It, it really feels like the uh, the path of Job just on the the college football spectrum, right? Everything that Sam Houston has had to overcome this year, of course, just like everyone else, right? You're going to claim adversity and and everyone has to go through that in some fashion. But in, in Sam's case, okay, yes, the season was postponed to the spring, right? You're gearing up for a fall season. Okay. Push that back. Everyone had to do that. Okay. Now you got COVID protocols. Everyone has to go through that. Okay. That's fine. On top of that, now you have the snowstorm that hit the entire state in February and, of course, delayed Sam's uh, season opener uh, against UIW, pushed that back to April. And many players on the team didn't have power or running water uh, on campus for days. Like we hear that story so often. I was right there with them for a few days uh, here in the Metroplex. On top of that, right before the season, they lose two assistants. Uh, to FBS jobs. They also don't have a locker room this season because uh, they have spring renovations going. So they're meeting outside. They're washing their own uniforms. And, oh, by the way, on the field, they only come back from three touchdowns down at the half to beat James Madison, a perennial power in FCS. Like every step along the way, there's always something. But we had a chance to visit with Casey Keeler earlier today. It's like, the most amazing thing is not one complaint from players. They they don't care. They just wanted a chance to play, and they have put their best foot forward every chance they got. Ted, speaking of Coach Keeler, and when you look at all the success that he's had at the D3 level, I mean, it's got to be just a matter of time before he gets called up to get a D1 job, right? Well, we, you could have said that uh, when he was at Delaware and won a, a national title uh, when FCS was known as 1AA back in 2003. But he, he is, again, he's 61 years old now, and he has tied Jim Tressel for the most FCS playoff wins ever. You, you would think that he would have gotten that, gotten that job long ago, but he's comfortable at this level. And it's it's just crazy, right, that a guy from Pennsylvania who had no ties whatsoever to the state of Texas has made it work at Sam Houston. And, you know, listen, he, he admitted it. Listen, the, the one thing that's left on the resume is a national championship here. That's the one thing we haven't accomplished. Yes, we've won all these games and put up all these stats. And, you know, they even changed, tweaked their offense a little bit after getting pounded in the semifinals four years ago against North Dakota State, and that's 
that is why they are here now on the brink of a championship. As he said, the journey started in 2017 on the bus ride to the airport after getting their brains beat in. Uh, they are working toward uh, completing uh, that national championship run. They have a chance to do it. And, yeah, would I love to see him get a chance at the FBS level eventually? Yeah, sure. But – uh, he's a guy who has found his home in the FCS, and, and Sam Houston could not be more grateful. So as you're getting ready for this game, is there one matchup in particular that you're looking forward to watching or one key that you can see swinging this game in uh, one of these teams' favors? It's, uh, it might sound boring, uh, but it is very simple. Uh, who wins the battle up front? It's, it's strength on strength no matter who has the ball, either Sam Houston or South Dakota State. You know, the Jackrabbits from Brookings, South Dakota, they have one of the best running games in college football. They put up nearly 235 yards per game just on the ground, and they have three guys who can hurt you. The quarterback, Mark Gronowski, Pierre Strong, Isaiah Davis, the running backs, but it all starts uh, with their five guys up front. And we know for Sam Houston, what ignites them defensively is their line with Jahari Kay and All-American and Joseph Wallace and Trace Mascaro and Javon Leon and Markel Perry. Uh, that specifically is one to watch. But conversely, when Sam has the ball, their offensive line, can they protect Eric Schmid, uh, their dynamic dual-threat quarterback, against a South Dakota State defense? They put up seven sacks last week against Delaware. You watch that game. When they beat the Blue Hens 33-3, to I mean, whoever was behind center, Nolan Henderson got hurt early. You know, the quarterback who followed for Delaware, they, they didn't have a chance. They didn't have time to throw, and that is imperative for Sam. Uh, yes, Schmidt can create with his legs. Of course, he can go off script, but they have to be able to protect Schmidt so that he can find his playmakers like Jaquez Ezzard, who is just lightning in a bottle. Talking with Ted Emmerich, uh, who will work with Babe Laufenberg on the broadcast uh, for uh, the uh, FCS championship. And Ted, you brought up uh, Sam's defense. And boy, to me, particularly in postseason, they have really shined. They had to make a fourth down play against Monmouth. They, they, uh, they had to make a fourth down play against North Dakota State. Their special teams gives up a couple of, of kick returns for touchdowns, and their defense has to step up and make plays. They've made plays for this football team the entire playoff run? There's no doubt, Tom. And you talk to South Dakota State coach John Stigelmeyer, who's been there forever, says, you know, hey, the difference between Sam Houston now and the past teams that were really good, even at times number one in the country that had those high-flying offenses – uh, but didn't have the defense. The difference is they have a defense now. They have a defensive line now. And all those guys that I just mentioned, I mean, th those are the staples. And they have been there, you know, going back to the 2019 season. Uh, so experienced veteran leadership, playmaking, you know, that the, both the defensive end and defensive tackle positions. And I love the story of Trevor Williams. If you have a chance to check out the game, either on Westwood one or on TV on ABC, check out number one for Sam Houston, Trevor Williams, their junior linebacker from college station. He is listed at five, nine, 205 pounds. He, he, he's a former walk-on, and as Casey Keeler said, of course he was a walk-on even here because what team in their right mind would offer a scholarship to a linebacker who is 5'9", 200 pounds? And yet 
Williams overcomes that lack of size with his ability to read plays so quickly. Of course, he's so fast. Keeler was saying it, it, the problem is, you know, when a, an offensive lineman tries to block a linebacker that size, he can barely get his hands on him. And Babe Laufenberg even brought it up on our call with Keeler today. He reminds me, Babe said, of a, an even smaller Dexter Coakley who was a three-time pro bowler with the Cowboys. Remember, came from Appalachian State, which was 1AA at the time, third-round pick back in the 90s uh, when the Cowboys took him in the draft. And I thought, I think that's an apt comparison. Again, here in 2021, an even smaller Dexter Coakley. Uh, Williams is a playmaker. I can't wait to uh, see him in person. Ted, we, we mentioned Sam's defense. Uh, South Dakota State brings back a veteran group. I think they return eight starters off of this defensive unit. So this is a veteran club as well. No doubt. And uh, guys that uh, who will be, all be back for the most part uh, in the fall of 2021. Like uh, You're going to have a lot of guys who are 60-year seniors then, if you want to classify it that. Yes, uh, experience across the board. Uh, their, their defensive line, it's just, it's uncommon depth that they have up front. And you'll see it. Uh, they rotate guys in and out. Everyone is so fresh. They go three deep uh, pretty much at every position on that four-man defensive line. But the leader is a linebacker, Logan Backus from Spirit Lake, Iowa. This is a guy who is going to go to med school uh, after next season, after he graduates, uh, second team All American, first team All Conference. Like, and he just he has a nose for the ball. You hear that so often with linebackers, but it's true with Backus. He's got nine career interceptions. He he makes plays exactly when South Dakota State needs it. Uh, you got to be careful, uh, of course, trying to test him uh, if he's covering a running back or a tight end. So good in coverage, so good against the run, and they're, they're just so sound, and they, they disrupt you so well. I mean, uh, a team that, like I said, had seven sacks last week against Delaware, and they have 13 sacks in their three playoff wins. So I, I can't wait for this matchup, Tom. It's one versus two, and we're going to have a worthy champion in Frisco on Sunday. And you know what? This is the way it's supposed to be. The way this thing is unfolded is the way it's supposed to be, and uh, I, I am looking forward to it as well. Ted, thank you so much. Enjoy the call, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, my friend. You got it, Tom. Take care. Talk to you soon. That's Ted Embrick from Westwood One.